Do you follow Unusual Will or Nancy Pelosi stock tracker on Twitter? No, I don't. Okay. So <laughs> just yesterday, NVIDIA was trending. And when I went on Twitter, I was like, why is NVIDIA trending? Like, And I saw that Unusual Will published a tweet saying that Nancy Pelosi bought 5 million worth of NVIDIA calls. And I'm like, what? NVIDIA is like at all time high, man. Like, why will someone be buying a call at this point? I was like, this is crazy. And I started reading into it. I think there are some risks, but given Nancy Pelosi's track record, this might be some of the best moves as well. Yeah, I mean, I've... Uh, I actually saw the tweet as well because uh, I was checking the trends on Twitter. And to be honest with you, my thoughts were, I would say, quite similar to yours. Because based on what I've seen in the past few months, I thought in the coming years or in the coming months, the whole NVIDIA stock is going to be plateauing or growing at uh, the market level. Right. So placing that huge bet on it, I was a little bit surpri surprised, to be honest with you. But I mean, in terms of Nancy's policy's background, I know that, you know, uh, her um, husband is in venture capital, but I'm not really familiar with, you know, what they've done in the past. I'm sure you know more on that, uh, you know. <laughs> well, so if anybody knows the story about uh, the Nancy Pelosi tracker Twitter account, <laughs> well, Nancy Pelosi, according to her past performance in the stock market, she is better than Warren Buffett, okay? Nancy Pelosi makes 180K a year as a congresswoman, but she's worth more than 280 million, yeah, uh, if I get money. the numbers right. Yep, actually 290 million, even better. <laughs> even Buffett is not able to make the returns that Nancy Pelosi is making. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna go into details. No, I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't want to dive into that. But what what she's doing is is very uh, what's the name? Is very short term, uh, uh, kind of driven. Where you know Warren Buffett is more like a long term, uh, kind of investor. But yeah, that's that's for another video. But yeah, let's uh, let, let's Definitely. come back to what you're talking about. Definitely. But again, she's proven that she's a very good stock trader. So we cannot ignore her moves. That's why she has like multiple Twitter accounts dedicated to her trades. Okay. So let's dive into it. Yeah. So, I mean, why do you think, uh, you know, this is a good trade for you? Why, 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 why do you think that? For me, on the positive side, right? NVIDIA is very well placed right now. If you, you've looked at the stock in the past year, it has almost quadrupled, right? So... If you own any of that stock, you are really doing well right now. NVIDIA is the leader in AI, like providing the compute for AI. NVIDIA is the best. There is a scarcity of uh, NVIDIA GPUs right now because the demand for GPUs for the AI ecosystem is so high that and NVIDIA is like so well positioned that everybody wants those, those GPUs, but most people cannot get, get them. And there are like small startups right now they have bought some of these GPUs and they are selling the compute online. So basically, let's say you have a small startup and you need some GPUs. You can go to these companies and just like AWS, you can buy the, the compute and, you know, they will sell the compute to, to you, like uh, maybe like five operation per second or something like that. And, and you pay for that, basically. Okay. 
and and by compute what do you mean by compute exactly i'm just trying to understand so or... the compute is basically the the place where your model will run okay. just think of it as calculation right so all these computers all these gpus are good at mm -hmm. making computation like one plus one two plus two right mm -hmm. <laughs> that's basically what it means so all these model all these ai model they need this computation power to run and nvidia has the best product for doing this which are the gpus okay so basically what you are saying is that the demand is there there is a huge demand there there is and a demand but they cannot keep up with the demand basically okay so there's there is a supply issue then exactly uh, there's a supply okay issue. cool and when we talk about gpus right i've always thought about intel uh doesn't intel play in this sector uh why is it very much dominated by okay let, let me just start from the beginning M nvidia started by making gpus for mainly graphics like they, they named gpus even has the name graphic in it graphic processing units right so it was mainly for gaming and making like 3d rendering and stuff like that so that was the main purpose that's how they started the company for graph but with time they began diversifying their business one thing that they the gpus were offering was parallel processing so if you are in it or in any type of engineering like that has to do with computers you know there is sequential computation and there is parallel computation sequential computation is basically you make one computation and that computation will depend on the next computation or the next computation will depend on the the, the previous computation so the answer the output from the previous computation is required for the they will be the input for the next computation okay parallel com computation means that you can have multiple computation happen, happening at the same time because they don't have any dependencies. And AI relies a lot on parallel computation. And NVIDIA figured, hey, you have these GPUs that do only that. Parallel computation is all they do. Mm. So NVIDIA quickly noticed that, okay, there is all this research in all these universities on AI. Let me just give these GPUs out so that they can use them in their research. And that's how it started. So in 2004, 2005, a group of researchers in, in Stanford came up with a language that will allow people to write code for GPUs, basically. And one of the lead researchers was later hired by NVIDIA. And he ended up using some of his research to build their platform, which is called CUDA. CUDA, okay. Yeah, and CUDA stands for Compute Unified Device Architecture. Okay, okay. So on the sequential side, right? So Intel, right. most of the Intel's GPU do sequ sequential stuff, is that... Is that the point we are trying to make here or, or no? Intel's business was centered around microprocessors for personal computers. And in most architecture of a computer, you'll have a, especially if you if it is a personal computer that is geared towards gaming, for example, you will need a GPU to render the game. Like, especially if the game has that very good graphics, you will need sometimes a dedicated GPU to process those calculation and render give you a good render of the game intel wasn't too much in that into that business they had gpus but they didn't have dedicated gpus okay so in the intel architecture of their processors they will have integrated gpus so they'll have a small gpu integrated inside the processor that they sell so if you think of intel core 2 duo pentium and all those they all have these small gpus that were integrated in them okay but and nvidia is just all about gpus Okay. Okay. So, I mean, the thing that's weird from, from for me here is that, you know, for such big companies, especially Intel, right? I know that AI has been around for a few years now and now it's, it's getting a little bit more mainstream. 
Uh, but if you are a company, usually these companies invest in R&D and with these right. R&Ds, they kind of, they, they try to make like new product and also check what's going to be the next big product on the market or the next big niche. So right. my thought is, I mean, why didn't they notice this? How did they miss that? Basically, do you have any, any, any kind of thought? On that? So my thought is that they, they saw it, but they didn't pay any attention to it. They, they thought it wasn't going to be anything big. Now, obviously, you know, the big miss is for Intel, right? When you think about it, you know, you know, we missed the mobile wave. You know, we had like five different AI acquisitions we did, right? You know, and when I was pushed out of the company, we killed the one that would have made all the difference in the world. You know, so to me, those are the two monster trends that Intel missed. And we were fundamentally biased to building a great foundry. Right. So, yeah, those, are, those, those to me are the three massive ones that Intel was uniquely, you know, positioned to uh, benefit uh, from. And, hey, you know, you know, the CEO or two from now will look back and say, Pat was an idiot because he didn't see this and didn't jump on it at the right time. So, you know, these things are hard. You don't get them all right. Because you have to remember, AI has been around for a very long time. Even though a lot of people are now just talking about it. When I was in school, that was one of my classes. That's back in 2008, right? AI was there before I was in school, like, you know, <laughs> more than 20 years. Okay? Yeah. But, yeah. But because it hasn't, it didn't make any good progress during that time, Intel really didn't pay attention to it. Intel was more into selling their microprocessors. So you remember just three or four years ago, even Apple computers were using Intel microprocessors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a simple way to see this, right, for you know, the normal people listening is just to compare it to Nokia and Apple. So basically, uh, you know, Apple came around with, you know, the the, the touch you know, screen. The, the touch screen and everything while Nokia was just uh, there focusing on, you know, useless stuff. Right. Now where, where are they, right? I haven't right. seen any Nokia phone in ages, right? Right. Uh, so I think I, I think it's um is very much the same thing. So I mean in terms of like how they develop this kind of competitive adv advantage on the AI market right you talked a little bit about how they were sending their stuff their GPUs to uh you know universities and etc cetera, etc cetera. and basically so the goal for them here was it to get their product known or what what was the goal exactly is it to test the product or uh, I'm not sure so the good thing about this is that they are GPUs weren't just hardware. They provided the software platform, which is the CUDA language that I was telling you about. And that's kind of gave flexibility to researchers to write code and actually test their uh, hypothesis, right? At some point, some university students were doing some kind of AI competition and they are trying to do some computer vision work. And they, they coded the AI on a normal computer and they coded another version of that same AI with NVIDIA GPUs. And the performance was way in advance compared to uh, a normal PC. I see. So NVIDIA took that as a good signal, right? Imagine you have a product and you can only sell it in one segment, right? And all of a sudden, you just discovered that, okay, not only can you sell it in this segment, but this same product, without you having to change anything, can also be useful to solve this problem as well. So very early, NVIDIA, I think in 2012, NVIDIA realized the benefit of having GPUs as part of uh, building an AI ecosystem. So they began making a lot of investment in that area. Okay, okay. I mean, 
so so basically what you've said so far is that in terms of like positioning nvidia is literally the the only one on this market i mean there are others but they are the main one they they are the main one that have the product that can run you know all the all the ai stuff and they are very very well positioned right so this is uh i mean if you think of this and then go back to uh, nancy policy's tweet you will say that you know this is a really really good one right but there is one thing that you mentioned as well which is about the scarcity of nvidia gpus right. so if nvidia were you know they you know, the main player of this market, right? I was just thinking that producing or manufacturing this product should be quite straightforward for them to kind of meet the demand. Uh, is this something that they are doing willingly or uh, are they just playing with supply and demand or is it just very, very difficult to, uh, you know, manufacture these uh, these GPUs? Right. So just think about this, right? Since 2012, a lot of people have been using NVIDIA GPUs to train their AI models for almost 10 years now, actually 11 years. We are going into the 12th year, right? So all these researchers are so used to using NVIDIA GPUs. And now, just last year, all of a sudden, everybody wants to know about AI. OpenAI just made this big splash. Mm. Everybody's talking about ChatGPT, generative AI. Everybody's crazy about AI. So it's like someone found gold somewhere and they told like a bunch <laughs> of people who are looking for gold yeah. and everybody just said, hey, you know, I'm going to go and dig for gold. That's basically what is happening. Yeah. But not yeah. everybody can, can have the gold. The gold in, in this uh, picture that I'm painting is the AI, right? And the shovel to dig for the goal is the GPUs yep. that NVIDIA produces. Mm -hmm. Now, think of it like this. Usually you have a demand for 1,000 shovels every month. And all of a sudden, you have demand for 100,000 shovels in one month. You have to think of, about it. So that's one thing. The demand is way bigger than the supply, okay? Number two, NVIDIA designs their own GPUs and chips, right? But they don't manufacture them. They rely on Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company to get their GPUs manufactured. So even though everything is designed in California, they rely on TSMC to deliver these chips. And TSMC doesn't have only one customer. Actually, Apple is one of the biggest customers of TSMC. TSMC makes all the Apple microprocessors for the iPhones and now for the Macs as, as well, the M1, M2, M3 chips. So if you are relying on one <laughs> you yeah, know, so one that, 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 that was the question that I was going to ask you. So aren't there like other players that can do the same thing basically, or is it the same as, you know, the way uh, NVIDIA kind of um, developed their, their, um, their GPUs where they spent years investing in this thing and then, uh, you know, they, they, they managed to, I mean, what, 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 what's the reason here basically? All right. So the chip fabrication, right? is a very difficult process. It requires very skilled people in the field. And it's not just by accident that TSMC is a main company that is doing this. There are other companies, but they have the latest technology. And for every type of chip, they, they have a process. And they have mastered this process for different type of uh, customers like Apple, NVIDIA, Intel even, AMD, all these guys, they all have their process. And to produce one chip is not just the chip. There are other components that are involved. You need to kind of source all the materials that are required for the fabrication of the chip. So TSMC has managed to standardize these processes for all their customers. So think of this, like NVIDIA GPUs will have many, 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 many chips on, on, on there. 
Imagine you take that same design and go to another manufacturer. How long is it going to take you to get it within a time where you have the highest demand ever yeah. since the, the inception of the company? Yeah, I mean, maybe that could be also the fact that um, NVIDIA doesn't want to share their uh, design or uh, patent or blueprint basically with other uh, manufacturers because I believe Intel did something similar in the past regarding their small, uh, you know... Um, memory chips, yeah. Yeah, memory chips and then the, the, the loss quite, quite a bit regarding that. Yeah, so w one fun fact is this. When TSMC was started, the CEO of TSMC promised to all their customers that they will never become a competitor to them. So if you take a company like Intel, Intel not only designed their own chi chips or microprocessors or CPUs, but they also manufactured them. When Intel started, one of the first success they had was developing memory chips. And they were facing the same thing that NVIDIA is facing now. They had so much demand that the only way to meet the demand was to outsource their design and get other companies to manufacture the memory chip for them. But by doing that, those companies became competitors. That's why today you have many companies that can produce computer memory. You have many companies that can do that, but yeah. very few companies can actually produce CPUs, GPUs, and other stuff like that. So in yeah. Intel learned from that, even though they outsource part of their CPU design to AMD. So AMD didn't come up with their own processors either. They are using Intel designs to manufacture their, their CPUs. Yeah, and NVIDIA has learned from ahead. that. And if I were in the same shoes as NVIDIA, I wouldn't do that either. Like, I don't want to create competitors for myself. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, one thing that's very, very important in terms of like, let's say, one-on-one strategy, right? Uh, when you outsource your stuff, you can be at the risk of turning your product into commodity. So right. basically, in terms of like Intel's kind of small processors, they are all over the place now. Like everybody can do them and the value just, just really decreased. So yeah, the I memories mean, go, you mean. Yeah, memories, sorry. Yeah. So basically going back to Nancy Pelosi's tweet again, I mean, whether this is a good move or not. So first we say that NVIDIA is like very, very well positioned now. I mean, Intel is not really playing there. They, they missed the boat. So positioning is amazing. Second thing, the supply chain is really solid. They have one supplier that's that really, really masters, you know, that right. mastered like how to produce their, their GPUs. Uh, so that's really, really good. And that's basically driving the demand. The supply is very, very little and the demand is, is very, very high. So that's, that's really, really good for them. I'm just thinking of other things that could be really, really good for this, uh, or that can, you know, explain the reason why, you know, Nancy policies are kind of buying this, this stock, basically. Do you have any other things in, in, in mind besides these two that we mentioned? So the demand for AI or for AI-based product is not going to stop, right? It just started. So in the coming years, there are going to be more discoveries, more inventions that will come out of AI. Just think about it, like how many AI products do you even use today? Like just a year ago, nobody knew about ChatGPT. ChatGPT grew to 100 million users in about three months. The fastest growing product on the planet ever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, 
I, I do agree with what you said, though. But my worry is based on what you just explained on the supply chain. Can Microsoft or OpenAI scale ChatGPT and AI in general? Because they need this product, right? But the supply right. is very little. Right. You can actually see that today in your usage of OpenAI. If in anybody who is paying for GPT+, Plus, right? And let's say you use it the whole day. At some point, it's going to catch you off. It's going to tell you that you have used your allocated Token, number right? of, of queries for the day. And, it's, and you can't use it anymore till the next day. You can use GPT 3.5, but you can use GPT 4. GPT 4 is a bigger model. So a bigger model requires more powerful GPUs. And the difficulty is that the availability of those GPUs is very limited. Google has billions of queries every day. If OpenAI was to do the same, the bills... For them, that Microsoft will have to charge them will be crazy. So they, their service basically cannot support many people using their services over a certain threshold. Yeah. So that, that actually tells you about the scarcity of GPUs mm. right now. Yeah. But do you think this, this is going to change in the future? Though? Because if this doesn't change, how will the stock grow? I mean, how will the company gain more value if, if you know, this is still the same? Thank you for watching. We hope you have enjoyed the content. Remember to smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. In the next part of this podcast, we will analyze the relationship between ARM, NVIDIA, Apple, and TSMC. Subscribe to get notified when we post the video. 